0: We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante along with Andrew P. Shea. Andy, you filled in for Ross very well through quarter two and quarter three. You handled the questions. You did a great job. And speaking of a great job, we'll also pat the back of Steve from Columbia. He is our winner, Steve. I will be getting in touch with you about your KSN polo shirt. Andy, we've been doing our positional analysis uh, over the last several weeks. We did the running backs in quarter number two, here in quarter number four. It's time to handle the receivers, both the wide receivers and the tight ends. Let's, let's start with the wide receivers. And, Andy, there, there seems to be a pecking order with the receivers, very well defined. You've got your starters, Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley, and, and Keandre Lambert-Smith. That's your tier one, if you will. I'll call it Tier 2, your returners, Malik Mega, Harrison Wallace, Liam Clifford, Jaden Danton, none of them have really broken through yet, we've we've heard a lot of good talk about Malik Mega, but he's probably first among that Tier 2, and then I'll say, you've got the youngsters, Amari Evans and Caden Saunders, who are just coming in the door with a lot of potential. Is that the way you see it at the wide receiver position?
0: So I think you're hundred percent right. I think of all the individual positions at Penn State, I'll say a couple things about wide receiver. I think it's the most clear cut and obvious what they what it's going to look like. And I will I wanna also say under Taylor Stubblefield, um, I think he's entering his third season at Penn State, it has, in my opinion, become the single best developed individual position. On Penn State's roster. What he is doing to develop wide receivers, as much problem as they had at that position with the carousel of coaches, the lack of development, the guys transferring out, not being able to figure out how to use big guys. I think the development of this position from top to the middle to the bottom under Taylor Stubblefield has been absolutely high end and first class. It is a big reason why this offense. Has remained powerful. I, I think you're going to see four guys catching the ball. Um, I think, I, I think, and I look at this and I go, okay, Parker Washington and Keandre Lambert Smith. They're the guys I look at first, right? I looked at that. You look, think of them and what they had to play in 2020. They were forced onto the field, right? And I don't think they were bad. They didn't. They weren't ready to be on the field, but they had to be on the field, right? And I still think both of them made a jump. Last year in 2021, even with Jahan Dotson being the superstar that he was, I thought both of these guys made really good progress in secondary roles on this offense, and I think that's one thing Taylor does is develop secondary roles to get elite wide receivers and talented wide receivers ready for a more prominent role. And I fully expect another jump from those two guys in 2022 because... It's been proven that the formula and the coaching, the way they build wide receivers under Taylor, it works. So I think Mitchell Tinsley is an interesting, interesting prospect to me. Brings a lot of numbers. You think like, oh my gosh, is this guy going to be a thousand yard receiver? The answer to that is probably no, because the offense was built for him uh, at, at Western, Western Kentucky. Um and, and they had an NFL a fringe NFL talent, a quarterback, and they threw the ball to him a ton. But he is a unique talent that fits this offense. And I think your fourth wide receiver in any way, shape, or form is Malik. I think Malik, if somebody ha- got injured or had to go down or they needed somebody to replace a starter for a couple games, I don't think he has a problem doing that. I think those are your four wide receivers. I don't think you have to... Try and mix young guys in in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. I think this position is very clear-cut and obvious, and I think Penn State is in great shape at the wide receiver position. They really are. And for this offense, I expect all four of those guys to have really, really good seasons this year.
1: And Malik Mega offers something that the rest don't have. He's six foot four. Correct. That, that makes him unique. How many? Which of the other guys, and again, I, I separated them. Harrison Wallace, Clifford, and Danton, they're the returning players. They have a little bit of experience. Amari Evans, Caden Saunders, they're the new guys. They're the freshmen. Who among these guys is going to step up? You know there will be somebody who does. Who do you like among that group?
0: So I, I like, uh, I like Wallace. Um, I, I'm, I haven't seen enough. I, I think Caden Saunders is a, is a special talent, but I think I, you need to see that on a big 10 field. I, I think one of those two, it's either Saunders or Wallace, in my opinion, for the, for the fifth and sixth guys that you might see. And injuries are a part of the game. I mean, if they had to turn to a fifth or sixth receiver, which one would they turn to first to 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 grab the you know the main bar of the snaps? I think it's one of those two guys, to be honest with you.
1: And the one thing, and we've seen it, as you alluded to, because we've seen the freshmen, true freshmen step up and actually play at this position, the further away from the ball you are, the more likely you could have somebody step in as the youngster and play, correct?
0: That is 100% accurate. The further you are away from the football, the more opportunity you have to play as a young player. I 300% agree with that. But I just think Penn State has so much developed and seasoned talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, Barring injuries, they don't need to employ that. In 2020... They had to employ that. It was an absolute, utter mess at the wide receiver position, and that was Taylor's first year since then. Man, boy, has he developed this wide receiver position. He, he developed those guys that year. Those two young guys should not have been on the field, right? We knew that. You could see that. And you're like, yeah, those guys really shouldn't be on the field, but, man, they are really doing what little they can And making the best out of a bad situation. There's a lot to be said for that, Jimmy. There really, really is.
1: And, you know, a lot of congratulations should go to Stubblefield. Also, that year, it was the position that we were all most concerned about. Yep. And Stubblefield, because they had gone from coach to coach to coach. And here all of a sudden, here comes this guy, Taylor Stubblefield, whose history was what? staying at a job for like one year and (laughs) moving on. And it was fascinating. I believe uh, James Franklin's take on it was, in effect, both sides needed each other. Uh, Stubblefield needed to show that he wasn't just job hopping, that he could stick around and stay at a job. Penn State needed that from a wide receiver coach. And in the end, that's what they gave him. So he's now, you know, I don't know if I could call him a long-standing coach, but he's experienced there for a few years and his position wide receiver. It's strong. It's deep. And they seem to be recruiting well there. So a, a very good turnaround. Let's move Andy to the tight end position. Again, another position where they're in pretty good shape a year ago. They talked about how good their tight end room was. They had three guys. They were deep. They were talented. I'm not sure they were used as they, uh, to their fullest extent, to their fullest ability. Uh, there were some issues with blocking. Not sure Mike Yersich knew exactly how to use the three of them. But there's no doubt, at least in my mind, you got three pretty good players coming back at the position.
0: Yeah, I like this I like this trio, and I say that because I really believe one is going to emerge as a weapon for Sean Clifford in this offense. I really do. There were times during the Pat Firemuth years that Penn State probably relied on him a little too much. He delivered, but I agree with you. I thought last year the tight end was a bit underutilized now. It, it followed the theme of if you lined up near the football on the offensive line that you struggled blocking, but I, I think Brenton Strange emerged as like the primary tight end because he's the best pure blocker of the group. He's a bit undersized overall, but he has some athleticism and he can use it in space, but I don't think he's your breakout candidate, but I think he's your... Smartest safe option in a, a large number of snaps for your offense because I believe he is the, the he, he's the best blocker. Tyler Warren made the most improvement as a blocker last year. That guy became was starting to emerge as a beast. I mean, he can do it all in the blocking game. He can take a linebacker and set the edge. He can run a defensive end through the middle. It was, he's at, he has some athleticism in dangerous. They use him as quarterback. They use him as a running back. But he made the most improvement as a blocker. The, the third tight end, Tyler Johnson, he's the best pure talent, in my opinion, on the roster as a tight end. He has size, range, speed, athleticism. His long-term upside is absolutely through the roof, but his, his blocking is just not really good. I honestly think you can use him and go with four wide receivers and flex him out into space and kind of eliminate his need to block and use the skills that he has, but he need he's a willing blocker, right? Like he wants to be better at it and he, he works at it. You can tell he's willing, but he's just not skilled enough to do it well. So I think that's the one thing is how do you mix and match these It's the biggest question mark for Yursich this offseason is how to figure out to make the tight end a more relevant part of this offense because he has plenty of options.
1: I look at Bretton Strange as the high floor guy, but the high ceiling guys are Theo Johnson, who has all those tools, and Tyler Warren, who played quarterback in high school. So it's a case of probably still learning the position I think Tyler Warren may have the biggest upside of the group.
0: I think Theo Johnson has a bigger upside for this group uh, of the three. I think he has the most pure upside, but you if you can't trust him to block, then you can't put him on the field as much in on a consistent basis. So in that, I say Tyler Warren is your guy.
1: All right, Andy, that is going to have to be it for our show. You did a great job, my friend, filling in for Ross Tucker, filling those big shoes, and doing a great job. That is it, though, for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.
0: In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind we are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.